Welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to making life more enjoyable for young families by hitting on the financial topics that tend to weigh on us, stress us out, and distract our focus from simply enjoying life. Hello and welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast. Uh, We're on our sixth episode today in this series of your major money misnomers. As always, if you like what you're hearing, please make sure to subscribe or follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Clicking that star, leaving the review really, really helps other young families out there find us. Last week, we discussed your home isn't an investment to help you better mentally separate a property that is your home from one that is an investment property and how the good investment mindset can cause people to many times overextend themselves when it comes to their home. So check that out if you have not already. Today we are discussing, if you can believe it or not, what is actually worse than death financially. And it's the insurable scenario that's actually more likely to happen, and that's disability. Although it's really important, it tends not to be one that most people have heard about as much when you compare it to life insurance or tend to focus on the most. So today we're going to discuss what you need to know about disability and the scenarios it covers, as well as what you can do to make sure you have the proper amount of coverage. Now, I don't know about anybody else out there, but I am a big fan of the Muppets. Growing up, I loved Sesame Street, and still to this day, my favorite Christmas movie of all time is the 1987 made-for-TV A Muppets Family Christmas. So my kids watch it now. It's, It's still fantastic, so timeless. Now, if you have any kids in the area that can hear, please pause this. Make sure they're not in the room so I can avoid scaring them and scarring them for life. All right, everybody ready? Okay. The Muppets aren't real. They're not. They're puppets. I know. It's it's really surprising. If you have never Googled Muppets puppeteers, please make sure that is the, uh, the next thing you do. You're going to see all of these adults with their hands up the puppets, holding sticks to move their arms contraptions around their head to aid in movements, looking down to both see a screen on what's being seen and keep their heads out of the shot so, <laughs> so they don't ruin it. It's it's really mind-blowingly remarkable. If someone said to me like, oh, we could just do it like this, I'd be like, you're crazy. That will never work. It's especially cool if you find a big scene with like 20 Muppets in the shot and you see like 50 adults on the stage twisting their bodies all around to move the Muppets and stay out of the picture. So They really must have a chiropractor on staff, I think, for that kind of work. What you need to know that may be equally as shocking is that you are actually four times as likely to be disabled as you are to die as a 30-year-old. It's very significantly more likely. Yet life insurance is the thing everyone immediately recommends when you have kids, which you should have, but it's probably not the only thing you should have. As we covered in 1.3, the first series, Survivors Don't Care About Too Much Life Insurance, your biggest asset as a young person is your future income potential. A $100,000 salary for the next 30 years, say, is $3 million, ignoring any raises or anything else. So it's really your biggest asset. And life insurance, disability insurance, they both go towards protecting that biggest asset. And when we look at the likelihood of death due to such things as, you know, hypertension, kind of like high blood pressure or heart disease, when it comes to life insurance, those risks have actually gone down 
as medical treatments have advanced with the likelihood of you actually dying from them. However, on the flip side, the likelihood of disability or being disabled by them has gone up by roughly the same amount in many cases. So what used to kill us doesn't kill us anymore, it just makes us disabled, so that's great. What makes disability financially worse than death is that if you can't work, you have no income. So the same as death, but you still need to now eat. You still need to go to the doctor, probably even more often, and, you know, just overall do all that living stuff. So you're, you're here with no income, but you still need money to do all the things that you need to do. You may need even additional care on top of this. Maybe your spouse has to work more. So it really covers a whole range of things. In death, there are no medical expenses or, you know, you know, having to eat and stuff like that. So long-term disability insurance specifically can easily be financially worse than death. And it doesn't necessarily have to be breaking your neck. You know, for some people with specialties, let's say you're a surgeon, if you lost a few fingers, all that schooling may have been for nothing as your income ability may never recover. Now, you may be saying, you know, well, Joe, won't the government protect me if something happens? Any short-term disability you may receive would be on the state level. So like looking at New Jersey, where I'm in, you receive up to six months of disability protection for income. However, it's not for your whole salary. They don't say, oh, you're making 200000 Let me give you all of that back over the next six months. There are limits to what you could receive. So it's going to very likely be less than what you need to live on. But it's still something. Long term, though, there's Social Security disability, and that's really the only government-based option. But qualifying is really, really difficult, and they're going to come back to you regularly to check on if you really still can't do any work of any kind. So it's not, can you not do your job? It's, can you not work at all? So again, with the surgeon example, losing a few fingers may mean he can't do his job, but that doesn't mean he's going to get social security disability. And on top of that, it's definitely not going to be as much as he was making. What you can do though, is make sure you understand what you are covered for and what you aren't. And make sure you have that required protection in place in case. So most employers have some level of coverage for disability or at least offer it as an option. Having at least, say, 60% of your salary protected is a good place to start. That's kind of a baseline. The one problem with relying on employer insurances really of any kind is that it's an employer benefit. They are only as good as long as you work there. If you were to change jobs, lose your job, your health might change, you may not qualify anymore, you may find yourself without any protection. Ideally, that's why we say if you can afford to do so, Having your coverages outside of work, so life insurance and disability, long-term disability specifically, I should say, where you can control them always is the best. Now, when obtaining a a disability policy, and we're focusing here on long-term disability, the main three elements to look at after, you know, obviously what the monthly benefit is, what you would receive, is the definition that they're using of disability, the length of the coverage, and the elimination period. So, you know, yes, you want to make sure the benefit will replace at least 60% of your income, but then you also want to make sure it will cover your own occupation. Again, with the surgeon, you want a policy to kick in if they couldn't be a surgeon, not if they couldn't work at all. Length of coverage is how long it will last for, and usually that defaults to age 65. Now, this is important because really what we're trying to protect against is long-term disability because that's the catastrophic scenario. That It's what can completely blow up your finances, especially as a young family. 
you got dis disabled tomorrow, you don't want a five-year policy to take you from 30 to 35. You want to cover the next 65, you know, all the way up to age 65, the next 35 years when you would be kind of retiring anyway. Remember that $3 million of future income example from earlier. Last is the elimination period for how long you have to wait for the benefit to start, which is normally defaulted to 90 days. The longer you wait to start the benefit, the cheaper the policy. So extending this piece of it is really the easiest way to make the policy more affordable, as a long-term disability is really that catastrophic scenario. So protecting at the right amount for the right occupation all the way to age 65 takes top priority. Even if you know made the elimination period six months or a year, you could probably get by for that if you had to, but not from now to age 65. So at 30, you could probably survive to 31. It'd be tough, but you're definitely not going to survive to 65. So if you have to make that elimination period longer just to make it affordable enough to have that long-term coverage, then that's generally what is recommended. So the quick recap for today is first to realize how disability may be much more statistically likely than you realized, and you really need to protect for that scenario. Two is that your employer may provide or offer options to obtain this coverage, but obtaining a policy outside of work can provide that full control if you so choose. Next, check what your state may provide, but do so with understanding there really is not going to be an easy or likely you know, income comparable disability coverage at the federal level that you're going to be able to rely on. Lastly, in obtaining a policy, make sure the coverage amount is correct, your own occupation is covered, the coverage period extends long term, and the elimination period or how long you have to wait makes sense for what you're trying to do. So thanks very much for tuning today. As always, if you are able to implement what we're covering, that is fantastic as always. You have less to worry about than before. You can focus more on enjoying life. Really the whole reason you're, you're listening, I would assume, today. So if you are wanting help with these things, though, or you have questions you need help in clarifying, check out that Ask Joe section on the show's website, www.enjoymore30s.com. Again, that's www.enjoymore30s.com. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow, subscribe, review us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. There are literally millions of young families out there I'm trying to reach and help just like you. The next episode is Don't Worry, We Are All Emotional Investors, where we're going to discuss why emotions tend to play such a big and unwelcome part in investing and what you can do to try and not let that work to your detriment. So until next week, thanks for joining me today, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. The conversations on this show are Joe's opinions and provided for general information purposes only. They do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice for your specific situation. You should always seek appropriate advice from a financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, or other professional before acting upon any content or information found here first. Joe is affiliated with New Horizons Wealth Management, LLC, a branch office of TFS Securities, Inc., and TFS Advisory Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.